Welcome everyone to Campaigns and Concoctions, where we are a bunch of scurvy scallywags who like to drink and play TTRPGs. Hey. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on this adventure of cooperative storytelling. I am Morgan, the GM. I am coming to you live from Operating Location Alpha. Curtis, sending us his energy from Detachment 1, and Matt is at the Operating Location Charlie, while everyone else is located at Campaigns and Concoctions HQ. If you want to join us on our interwebby things, there is a link in the description of the episode. Or you can also find us on the gram at Campaign Concoctions Pod. There you can find links to our Discord, which has been getting a little bit busier lately. So thank you for that. Also, thanks to everyone who's been listening and joining us lately. Our numbers keep keep growing every week. So thank you, everyone, for that. Um, but before we get into deliciousness, uh, I asked before, but I'm going to ask again. Anybody got anything that they want to share? They want to pitch anything like that? Silence. I will take that as a no. Uh, so Jared is finishing up his drink right now. So I'm going to get us started. I went simple. I have a Manhattan. Two ounces of Rittenhouse Rye, an ounce of Sweet Vermouth, um, a full eyedropper of infused bitters tres amigos which is super spicy and delicious and it burns and it's awesome uh so it is wonderful and you garnish it with a um maraschino cherry or whatever i don't know i can't remember which brand i got so that's where that is jared are you ready to go or we can we can read later it's currently outside i went to cochino tacos earlier and i got a 32 ounce paloma and I am still working on it because <laughs> it's choice. a 32 ounce Paloma. Yep. And see, and this is why I always warn Jared, Jared, don't make drinks when you're, when you're really close to start, when we're really close to starting recording right. because Jared takes a long time and I love him for it. Yes. He puts a lot of thought into his craft. After the break, we'll get, we'll get to it later. Uh, but I have a last, drink. What do you have? Good, sir. I have uh, gin. And a glass. Sounds that is good. What type of gin cocktail? I was like, I have eight oh five, so good choice. Good choice. Woods. Much, much, much in the vein of what Curtis is drinking. I'm I'm experimenting with this newfangled thing called beer. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome! Uh, It'll never catch on. I am wiped out and feeling lazy. That's fair. I mean, that's what I'm be drinking the rest of the night. I just wanted to make at least one before the night is over. So the last time that I saw you scurvy scallywags, which I might keep that permanent. That might be my favorite one yet. Scurvy scallywags kind of fits. Um, Not bad. The party left the boat and began exploring Tal Kabahad with its spicy sense, its bustling atmosphere and the crackling energy of the arcane permeating the city. They found a great place to get drinks called the Black Diamond Ale House, where they uh, found, found a little bit of information about what's going on, uh, a bit more information about the city, and then went to dinner at Autumn Hook, where... Uh, some people found – oh, actually, before that, some people found some information about from a somewhat shadowy, shadowy organization. And then at dinner, some plans were made. Um, 
trying to read all of my notes here because I know there's something about paradox shipping which I can't remember because my notes are crap because they're on a envelope. That was the competitors for the Nine Brothers that we were That's right. dining or Dustin oh, was whining and dining. Something in bone, shadow and bone. That's yeah. right. That's Drama right. And bone. Was, that was the shad. That's the shadowy yeah. information yeah. space. What was her name again? Uh, Fadma. Uh, it changed Fadma to Farms in my in my app. It's it's very much a shame because I uh, this, the culture of the three city states is very much kind of like if uh, it's the reverse of what happened in real life. It's if Algeria colonized France. Uh, nice. So um, it's beautiful and wonderful. So I use a lot of Arabic, which is one of my favorite languages. Um, I wish I spoke it. So at this point, um, Sark is finishing up his walk around where he found a little bit of information and was able to uh, get some spots of where he could possibly be going. Um, but at this point, the rest of the party is resting for the evening. Um, Sark, you are going to have to get back, though, a little bit for your shortened rest. Uh, so the morning has slowly come. The humidity rises because Talcabahad is an island. And it's it's humid in a way that Haven is not. And it's mostly because if anyone has spent time completely surrounded by water, they understand that feeling. It doesn't even have to be hotter for it to be more humid and more uncomfortable. This is kind of like a Florida humidity. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah. They can keep that warm rain bullshit. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but this, it is a, other than the humidity, it is gorgeous as the breeze kind of flows through the open windows. It's one of those spaces where there's really not a winter. There's a, a monsoon and a, and a dry season. So like, there's really not a lot of permanent glass that is, that is there in the, the, the wind for the winter, but everyone had, um, gotten rooms uh, I think there were I'll just say that you guys found an inn because we that way we don't have to role play that. Um, everyone found a place, everyone communicated where they were going to be, and the morning arises bright, clear, with a light westerly wind blowing over the port area where you guys are at. What would you guys like to do? Well, we're probably still not awake yet, so. <laughs> Unless Sark will come up. That one I have to roll for. Nope, I have not woken him up yet. <laughs> Perfect. Did we notice any areas um, last night that would um, give a nice lookout into the harbor in the direction of uh, Haven? Say that again. Sorry. Are there any areas that we would have seen last night that would be a great place to go to watch um, the sunrise and to get a look in the direction of where Haven is? So Haven would be directly south and um, the port is kind of is so the 
remember my my maps here. So the island that Tal Kabahad is on is shaped like a like a teardrop. And um, so the the port itself is kind of uh, slowly or not, or not it's round, but not very, very much so, you know. So the closest thing for you would probably be to go out and sit on one of the docks. I will go and do that. I will return to where I know the ship was and I will find a quiet place to sit and to think and to just uh, listen. So the if you remember, the ship is floating right now mm-hmm. it's docked at an at one of the airports or the air the airport ha 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 unintentionally invented that thing uh <laughs> well out of sky harbor so what are you doing there Cloud harbor there you go. i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna spend a little bit of time um i think i'm gonna go through uh one of my rituals uh with uh red wine and um bone bone fragments okay. uh, pestled into it i'm gonna i'm gonna take time to listen and i'm gonna try and meditate on the last things that i heard uh what i call haven has said to me okay. and what what my objectives are is there anyone that happens to be wanting to pay attention to patrice when they're leaving i'll um I think I'll kind of watch Patrice go out um, and then give, I think I give Patrice some space, um, but kind of observe from afar. Oh, so you, but are you going to follow? Yeah. Okay. Roll a stealth check. You're going to be discreet about it. Probably not. Yeah, I'm not like. Uh, eight. Okay. What's your passive, Patrice? Uh, uh, that's going to be a 12. So as you are walking around and kind of finding that spot where you feel comfortable being able to sit down and and navigate and listen to what's going on, you, um, you do notice um, Sid trying to be discreet and giving a little bit of distance, but she is definitely following you. I uh, motion for Sid to come and join me on my walk. All right. Good morning, Patrice. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. Just was also up early this morning and just taking in the the new surroundings. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, I think I'm starting to get used to being in new places. I was headed up to the docks to kind of get a better look south and uh, look back where we came from and spend a little time in, in quiet. Well, don't don't mind me. I'm I'm just taking in uh, taking in this new environment and seeing. Uh, man, why the heck I ended up here now? Why did you end up here? So it's a kind of a long story. My well, not long, but the short of it is that my comrade and best friend that I went through my entire 
military career with was was uh taken in the the last battle that i ever fought in and but i when i was going through her things i found um little skull figurine head of of the skull rock at at haven and uh heard of it and decided to to see if there was any meaning or any clues of what happened to her um from that that trinket is it um do you have it with you uh yeah i would um so patrice will pull out uh it's a back smoking kit said oh my god thank you <laughs> Sid will pull out i'm in the moment this is good Sid will pull out uh a to- uh, tobacco smoking kit um but it's it's different than the one you've typically seen her have um and um un- oh there's zippers probably Z- unzip a little pocket and pull out um this little trinket like it's just a collector's souvenir item of of haven um that somebody sold who knows may i see this tchotchke yeah i'll I'll hand it to curtis or to sid oh my god to patrice (laughs) um i i hold it in my hands delicately and uh i smash it on the no i don't do that (laughs) i i would like to roll religion on on this all right go ahead uh with advantage please It's going to be a 17. Okay. So instantly you have this initial reaction to it just because of the the visual representation. It is a perfect, perfect replica of Harbor House with uh, the horns and everything. Um, as you roll, you hear... Or not as you roll, as you as you or kind of as you roll it through your you know your hands. You probably have your ocarina out at this point, you know, and it's kind of like you notice that it is made of the same material, and oh. it oh. is it it sings to you in the way that the ocarina did. Um. And you we also did I establish or or think about um, in regards to the ocarina that it was made of the skull from Haven? A hundred percent, yes. So so I'm going to assume that the, I, that you're implying that this is also made from the same bone. Yes. So you do recall that at one point there were a few of these that had been sold out of Haven itself. Um, this is the first time you've seen one in person and that you have connected with it. But now that you've seen it and touched it and you know that this comes from the same creation space that touches around the being that you know is Haven. Um, I visibly um, kind of I'm taken aback and gasp at it. I've got, I, I, my posture changes to to one of slight reverence, and I hand it back to Sid gently and say, um, 
this this is no mere trinket this is a this is actually of haven and when i say that i mean like this is made of the same material as my ocarina that i hold here which is comes from the skull of harbor house i had no idea how would have this gotten across half the world well i mean haven is a bunch of scurvy pirates that that travel all over the place so i gotta assume by boat can i can we put the ocarina and this trinket together well as so uh patrice had hit the ocarina out it's something like mm-hmm. it's kind of become like a like you know worry beads for for Patrice if I'm remembering correctly awesome. he always kind of has it in his hands and is kind of you know gently caressing it so you can see it the distinction though between the ocarina and this trinket is that there is a little bit of paint that has been applied to it to give it the shading and everything as if you were walking up and looking at Harbor House and now that you kind of look at it differently. You can see that, but as long as you have held on to this, it doesn't seem that anything has faded or gone away. Well, that is a that is a special a special thing. Was it? You're saying that your friend was taken under duress? Yeah, I, I we were in a kind of ambushed um, last last battle I ever fought in and she's kind of sacrificed herself so that I, I could, I could get back. Um, I just, I don't know what happened to her. And then politics kind of got involved and they thought that I wasn't fit for service anymore and decommissioned me. And, and I, so I started my retirement and was just, just a couple months have passed and, uh, or I guess it was a whole year passed, and, and I eventually, in her memory, opened up her tobacco pipe and was going to smoke in her honor, and I found this in her bag, and that, that just set me on the course to Haven. Wow. That's pretty, pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, have you heard anything about about your friend since like oh i know anything is there any intelligence or any um i was hoping to go to the the shadow and bone and and ask them while we're here before you say that i need you to roll a history check sid on the convocation of shadow that's not great uh i think history is flat yep eight well luckily these guys are from your neck of the woods so you have a really low DC. Okay. So you would actually know that they are not the best place to seek out information. Okay. Uh, the convocation of Ebony and Bone, uh, from what because you would have had some sort of some sort of relationship with them in your guise as a sergeant major in the or warrant officer in the in the uh, in the the Legion of the Dagger. Um. They're they are a thieves guild. However, they are more than that. They will have information, but they are not your your primary 
source of information. Um, usually if they're selling it, it's because they just happened upon it and they, they see some money into it. Uh, the one thing that they do do, I hate saying it like that, is that um, they are involved politically in targeted killings. Okay. That's the that's kind of the space that you had operated in with them that you would have done. They are expensive, but very good. Okay, cool. Okay, so that would change my probably my response. That's why I said uh, ask me before you go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um Okay, so scratch that from the record. Um, anything? No, I, I haven't heard anything since. Um, yeah, I was hoping that Haven would bring something to light, but I just stumbled into you guys and just feel like you're kind of my new new comrades now and feel attached to this crazy group of, of this crazy team. Um, Feel like we're doing something that that echoes um is gonna echo in, in history and, and have some purpose behind it i you know like i i can't speak to that but i definitely i agree with you like i don't know what's gonna happen uh and what we're doing but i don't even know what we're doing but it feels it feels bigger, bigger than it is. It, I, I would agree with you. I think that um, we lack some direction. So that's why I was headed up here this morning to um, spend some time in communion with, uh, with my deity and, and reflect and try and figure out what it is that we should be doing or should not be doing maybe, who knows. Well, I'll, I'll let you get on with your morning. Um, I'm just gonna, I guess, gonna go walk, walk the, walk the shore, or by the shore, wherever the shoreline is, or water is. <laughs> so you would have been heading that way. That's where Patrice yeah. was kind of walking. So yeah. um, it's not like a, you know how how Haven kind of has that that sharp turn where there's the inlet and then the flat. This is just kind of the 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 uh, the harbor here just kind of covers the entire south end of the island. There is a uh, a tidal tidal break out in the distance that you can see, and there's plenty of ships here, so you can walk the you can walk the docks, you can walk the the ports, the port side stuff as much as you want. Okay, so I'll just I'll start kind of meandering. Okay, so before we get back to what Patrice is going to do on his own. Um, is there anything that anyone back at the inn would like to uh, to be doing? Did we ever meet with <clears throat> the person we're supposed to meet with when we got here? Nope. You still have to make it to heart to Mage House. Right. Mage House, yeah. We were going to go case both buildings first mm -hmm. and then go talk to everybody. We yeah. will say that the facility you guys stayed at for the evening is called feather and sheep feather and sheep it is run by a um 
expat from the Grand Regency of Bridgehold, which is why it gets that British Britishy name instead of something a little bit more. It's also the um, the name generator that I had closest is a British pub in in name generator. I like how there's a bull and bush thing in the back of Matt's background, which is also <laughs> like a British pub type thing. Right. <laughs> Um, I need to actually hang that. <laughs> Since I know we have a busy day, I probably wouldn't let Elle sleep too long. Okay. Mostly to kick him away so we can go scouting and then swing by nine brothers before we actually go talk to relatively important people. Right. Makes sense. At this point. Okay, so if no one else has got anything else, though, besides that, uh, Patrice, you go and find a good spot to sit and kind of watch the the sunrise. You kind of you find a, a dock that's that's protruding out to this that's facing to the south that doesn't have any ships attached to it, and you just kind of you know sit yourself at the corner where you can see that that sunrise uh, from the from the east. And then you can look south toward kind of towards Haven. You can kind of get the best of both worlds. And, you know, for, for anyone who has traveled much, you know that there's always a familiarity to the sunrise and sunset. But when you're in a different place, it still feels alien. Right. And here there are more colors with the sunrise. It seems that they're in Haven, right there, right around the on the close to the equator. It's it's a very abrupt uh, sunrise and sunset. There isn't a lot a lot of time, but as you get further away, the colors seem to settle in a little bit more. So you get a little bit more of a refraction away. It's quite stunning. It's very beautiful, and uh, there's a mist off to the to the um, to the east as the sun seems to, as the temperature is rising and it seems that the a mist rises from the sea. And what is it that you're going to be doing? I'm going to take out a small ceremonial cup. I'm going to take out a small mortar and pestle. Well, normal size mortar and pestle. And I'm going to get a sliver of bone uh, that I've, that I've carved from the base of Haven. And I'm going to place it into the mortar and pestle, and I'm going to um, smash it into smaller pieces. And then I'm going to pour that bone into the cup uh, filled with about two ounces of wine. Okay. And then drink it. Um. Yeah, that is the plan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna have a small <laughs> prayer. I'm going to um, have my eyes closed, so I'm going to be sitting still. I'm going to be um, tracing along my chest the different um, portions of Harbor House, following the cheekbones and the and the ocular bone and things like that, just to just to kind of center myself um, and remind myself that I placed it here over my heart because that's where it lives. That's where it lives in me, and I I go ahead and I I drink the wine 
and I listen. So ever since you had put those two items close together, there had been a whispering in your ears, very gentle. But as you consume this concoction and you feel the heat rising on your left side, you the whispers continue to gain in volume. They're not painful, but you don't make anything clear out of it. But it's not confusing. It's comforting. It's the you get the sense that you're where you belong and that these voices are here with you as a continuation of what the being you call Haven is doing for you and those around you. After um, feeling that reassurance, I uh, I would say I, I stand up as tall as I can and I reach to the sky and I spread my arms out to the side and I lean down and I touch the ground with my palms, a very flexible, tiny man. And uh, and that's kind of like a like a bow of prostrate in a way, and then I say thank you, and I go about the rest, go join the rest of my group. For uh, I don't know, I kind of want to know what breakfast is now. Well, before we get to that, I need uh, Skeld. Yes, sir. If I can get you to roll a d one hundred for me, please. One hundred. I think I can do that going to be 47 all right so you also hear a voice however unlike patrice it is crisp and clear in your head Mm -hmm. it's the woman that helped bring you back okay beware the western mists Hmm. What are the Western mists? You mean the place in the ocean? You don't get any response from it. As soon as she finishes saying the Western mists, it goes away. So. Like, super helpful. (laughs) Super helpful. Go ahead and roll a history check for me. We know what my history check is. I know. I got a 19. See, I had a feeling. Yeah. Um, so you would know that off to the west, um, he, um, especially up here in the northern hemisphere of um, of Liberarth, is an area known as the Mists. There, there are not very many uncharted areas on Liberarth. This is one of them. All right. Because she, and it's not that possibly that they're uncharted it's just that when ships go into the mist yeah they don't come back gotcha gotcha also i did forget this when she says beware the western mists there was an image of a fairly large serpent ah good to know you raise your hand and say slightly more helpful i'm slightly more helpful I'm trying to remember all I've got. I've got my disparate notes everywhere on like 17 different places. So because I never prep in the same place twice. 
Like I, I made a magic item while I was working at the reference desk this week. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to go find, um, Sark and L. Okay. And wake so, up. I have to, I was about to say, I, I'd assume that you were probably, you had probably also seen Patrice and Sid leave, but you probably just sat there and had some coffee yeah. and, and a croissant or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you would know where they're at. And I'd say that you're walking up as you hear the sound of Sark waking L. Perfect. So it is the Captain Picard breakfast, by the yeah. way. Coffee and croissant. Followed by some cursing, uh-huh. which is relatively familiar at this point. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think uh, I think L's alarm clock went off. <laughs> so as at this point, is SOA out there yet? Are you SOA? I mean, she's 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 up at this point, so. I don't know if there's like a breakfast situation. Like she's not looking for anybody. She's just gonna like do her own thing until her friends show up. This is this is very much a Mediterranean breakfast. Uh, so it's mostly uh, pastries of the non-sweet variety, but with chocolate, like a chocolate spread, a hazelnut spread kind of thing, jam, leaning more towards the Middle Eastern cuisine. Which let me tell you what breakfast in northern iraq is amazing um really 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 strong coffee that puts anything l makes to shame in strength um as well as the occasional um piece of fruit nice sounds delightful uh yeah well once everybody's there you're like hey let's let's go to that magic house Let me make sure that all my important things that I requested people to do. I think we're good. Unless unless Patrice or Sid want to ask the group anything. Is now that they're returning. I don't think so. Oh, and yeah, I know we got spicy. business. Uh, business today to, to deal with. I think we should do that. But I think I also have a few... A few items on my on my list. I've never been to another city before. Kind of want to like see some stuff. We can go sightseeing later. Sark will pocket four or five whole fruit from the breakfast. So the uh, they don't have like mo- most of it is like a sliced melon kind of thing, but there are um, kind of like this purplish um, furry fruit. Uh, similar in uh, in appearance to like a peach or an apricot, um, but it's closer in flavor to uh, a raspberry, and it's that soft, but it's the same texture as well. Oh, I like these. What do you call these? I don't think anyone in your group would know that. Mm-hmm. What would I roll for that? Nature. All right. Okay, for fun. I mean, if it was to be anyone, to be you two, so. 18. Oh, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. 11. 
So uh, SOA, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's but um, Scald. Yes. Uh, what do we want to call it? What do we want to call it? What do we want to call it? Um, this is what happens when, when you have to improv and you're not ready for what people are stealing. Um, <laughs> you have heard it called Mountain Fruit. It's a real simple name, but you nice. also know that it's not the, the, the actual name. There's a, a deeper yeah. name. There's like a real but name. Because That's... 18 was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you do know it's it's native to Wudan, but it comes from the northern part of the main the main continent, where gotcha. there are some some pretty um, drastic mountain ranges that um, spear up from the coast and and cut the northern about the northern eighth of the island off from the rest. Gotcha. So, so I'll just like, like another sailor mountain. right told you it's called mountain fruit. Yeah, yeah, mountain fruit. That's all it needs to be. I was 50% of the way there. Very close, very close. It's fruit, you eat it so you don't get scurvy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hmm. Sark's like, it's pocketable bribes for children. (laughs) What are you you bribing children for? I mean, information? Yeah. Most people don't pay attention. Most people don't pay attention to kids very much. They're oh, sticky. Distraction. <laughs> I don't you, like sticky the, things. The, the the very adolescent elf shrugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. So what we'll say is Sark okay. uh, very deliberately at a like pot of honey and then just shakes his head and walks away. <laughs> so, what we'll, so here's what we're going to do is the six of you exit that is actually a really good natural stopping point we'll take our first break real quick and then we'll be back in just a few Welcome back, everybody, to Campaigns and Concoctions, where we are kind of everyone's had a long week and we haven't really made stuff tonight, which is weird for us. So uh, we had Jared's drink that you guys heard him making uh, last last segment. So, Jared, if you wouldn't mind describing what you made. Yeah. So I don't know what this is, but it came out actually pretty good. It was 1.5 ounces Roku Gin, 0.5 ounces Yellow Sartreuse. I think it was like an ounce and three quarters blood orange juice, um, and then two bar spoons of date syrup. It was very rich. I stirred it, and then after I started drinking, I was like, this should have been shaken, um, but that's okay. Um, it came out pretty good, though. It had like a velvety texture. I really like that idea. I think I the too. yellow chartreuse sounds delicious yeah. with that. So, so John, if you wouldn't mind educating us on, you should always shake Almost always shake. We yes. do have citrus, citrus in the, in there, right? Should always shake when you have citrus. Always, yeah. yes. That's what I thought. It's one of those things that I don't, I don't always know. But it seems that everything I make that has citrus in it, I shake. Yeah. Yes. Of course, yeah. anymore. The only thing yeah. I make with citrus in it is a is a margarita. So. Um, one of the reasons is you want to you want it to aerate. 
Yeah, you want it. You want it to aerate. It changes the way that the citric acid interacts with stuff. Um, and you also want to dilute it a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and you get some dilution with the stir, just not as much, right? Yeah, not nearly as much. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it's referred to as a controlled dilution when you stir. Yeah. There we go. See, not only do we make delicious cocktails, family, we're going to educate you on why you should do things the way you do, which is why uh, James Bond is always incorrect in his uh, in hundred percent preparation of martinis. One, I, I martinis think he does it on purpose. Not, um, well, actually, actually, in the books, martini. say again. He drinks a vodka martini. Yeah. Also, in the books, he doesn't drink vodka martinis. He drinks the Vesper. Right, which which is a creation of Ian Fleming, which is spectacular. Even though you can't officially make it anymore because some of the liquors are no longer in in production. Mm-hmm. I so. mean, you can't make his version. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean by that. Yeah. You can make a Vesper now, and it's spectacular. It is quite delicious. Um, maybe one time we'll have to do that. We'll both we'll all make one if we're all separate from where we are now. I think but. he shakes the. Vo- I think he has the vodka cocktail shaken on purpose to over dilute it. So yeah. he doesn't drink too much, and he can stay alert, but still look like he has a drink in his hand. James Bond is my most problematic favorite spy ever. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely a problematic person. Problematic character, right? Problematic. Yes. Because uh, Ian Fleming was pretty fucking racist. Well, mm-hmm. Ian Fleming was also one of the few people who was actually a, a, a an an operator before he wrote those books. So right. he right. he got he yeah, gets a little was, bit of it right. Was he was in MI5, and though. Christopher, uh, who was the guy who played Sauron? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Uh, and he him actually, were in the same unit, right? So when, uh, fun mm-hmm. fact, when um, Peter Jackson was talking about sound design on how the sound, they were talking about the sound of, of someone being stabbed, Christopher Lee accurately described what the sound of stabbing is like, and it really freaked out uh, Peter Jackson. Which <laughs> is <laughs> great. Because Christopher Lee is one of the most badass humans who has ever lived. Um, mm-hmm. He killed Nazis. He did. Yep. He literally, literally did. killed Nazis. But, so, but not officially. He was like 60. Because, <laughs> yeah, he did. Also. Right? Like, that's the other fun thing about James Bond is it was maybe a little bit based on Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. And what Christopher Lee definitely didn't get up to during World War II. Right. <laughs> right. So there you go, family. A little bit of the fun facts that that we all know randomly for no good reason. Because don't ever sit down and drink with us when we're not focused because you never right. know what the fuck is going to come out of our mouths. So, but with that being said. Focused. <laughs> with that being said. The reason we know this is because the alpha Tolkien nerd of all time just also happens to be a great fucking spy. Yeah. And it's Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Who knew, knew Tolkien. Yeah. All right. Who's going to interrupt Morgan next time he tries to get us back on track? Right. <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> we're, we're, nerd, we're doing nerd <laughs> shit. So it's, it's D&D adjacent. I'm okay with it. Now, if we start going a little bit further off, I'll, I, will put, I will put Sergeant Houston voice on it. Um, but <laughs> as, we, as we exit the the as we exit Feather and Sheep, uh, it is on the main north-south drag. If you guys remember from the last session, uh, the north-south drag, which um, ends at the back end of the um, Black Diamond Aleworks, and it leads directly to the entrance 
of Mage House, which is a slightly incorrect name for the facility itself. It is a massive compound that if if you can picture some of those really massive mosques in um, in the Arab world, um, and it's very much similarly built. Um, it's almost like a mix between the Taj Mahal and um, the um, the courtyard that surrounds the um, the the, um, oh, the the box. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, there in Mecca, um, but it's it's in that kind of style with um, the walls itself from afar. You can't really see through them, but we'll describe it as you get closer. I know that there was a talk of maybe scouting out a little bit. What would the the six of you like to do? I want to go to Mage House. We might as well get for our travel time first and then figure out what we're doing. There you go. All right, let's go get paid. Meow. The Kabbalah. Nope, that's not it. The Kabbalah. The Kabbalah. That's what it is. The Kabbalah. For those of yeah. you, it was going to bug me if I didn't look that shit up. I kept wanting to say the Kabbalah, and that's that weird shit that Madonna follows. And then um, the Kabbalah is actually a beautiful uh, um, courtyard. So, um, but I digress. So, um, you guys just going to go direct, go straight to? No. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like. All right. Can you go the way? Say again. If there's time on the way, I'm going to try to have uh, my drone pick uh, Sid's pocket. <laughs> so this this street is is very very wide. I I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. It's it's kind of like a a a cross between like the Cham Champs de Salis and um a, a large street in kind of like a colonial city in northern Africa. I think uh Cairo or Casablanca or some, um something like that where it's like it's the width of the Champs de Salis but also in the style of those Northern African towns. Um, so go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check for me. Um, Bell, um, as the, the party is walking northwards, um, this whole street is nothing but merchants on the bottom floor with apartments above. Most of the time it's the people who own the shops below who live above. Um, and you see, if you look above, um, for those of you who are familiar with Assassin's Creed, when they have those like wicked kind of coverings at the top of the roof with flowering plants and greenery that goes up, it's fairly common for those plants to be overhanging the front of the building. Um, you also hear, as you are continuing to walk, the sound of water cascading because there are quite a few fountains that are going in courtyards or at the top of buildings. Um, so go ahead and tell me what that is, uh, L. <laughs> drink, motherfuckers. Drink, motherfuckers. Drink. Wait, what was it? That's 20. Nice. <laughs> hey. There we go. Mark it, Jared. Oh. Which comes to a total of 24. So, Sid, I need to... Um, what are you pickpocketing, L? Is it pockets or is it pouches? Um, any pouch that's Fuck. tied to a belt or something accessible. On Sid, right? 
Yeah. I don't really think about what the heck. So, Sid, how many pouches do you have on your belt? That's accessible. I'm trying to think what the hell she would carry. Not many. I would say this is this is Morgan being able to um, kind of give you a little insight into your character because, um, unfortunately, I I do know this. Fair. Go ahead. I like. That. I would say you would have one obvious wow. one, and you would carry only uh, just display amounts of of um, copper pieces um, and some tr- some non important trinkets. Basically, the idea is that anyone who is trying to do what L's uh, drone is doing, they would take that, and then the rest of your stuff is in more secretive places where it would be very difficult for them to take. I think you'd, yeah, so you think, say you get, yeah, some copper pieces, trying to think of like something from whom. Maybe some a couple pieces of random ore that she carries with her, just like random. So in in my world, electrum yeah. isn't a coin, but it is a metal that is used for certain yeah. certain types of things. So you would have. So let's say you had a, a, like three pieces of unprocessed electrum. Okay. But with a natural twenty L, um, your drone would just take the whole pouch off of her belt. And go ahead and roll a D one hundred for me to see how many gold, how many copper pieces she, she has. Uh, fifty one. So you get fifty one copper pieces and three pieces of unprocessed unprocessed electrum in the pouch, which is a fairly solid. It's it's not flashy or showy, but it is a well made leather pouch. Electrum is the $2 bill of Liberarth. In in my world, it's actually a fair, it's fairly common in more technologically advanced because it's used for electrical, electronic uh, transmission or electric transmission. So it's fairly common in Tinkermere. Uh, the reason that the legation of Crypsis is growing where Sid is from is because they have a, a rich vein in the mountains underneath their capital. So things like that. Correct. Deep lore, baby. Things that really don't matter to anybody. <laughs> but I careful with the eraser, there, bro. Don't undersell that lore. That was good shit. Yeah. So, all right. So, what are you doing with that, L? Just go open it, look in, and then put it in, in a pocket somewhere. Okay. So, well, as this, go ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to dump it. Out. Thing. You just gotta put the whole pouch in. Okay. As the six of you are walking north, you actually watch as the gates open to Mage House. They are massive, enough to let in two elephants side by side. And they, as they open inward, you watch as the. It's funny because you know normally the the ostentatiousness of government buildings they have the they would have like gold and the shiny stuff at the top in this case mage house it lines the bottom where there is gold kind of like some sort of gold or silver plating that is reflecting back it towards you as you get closer though you notice that the walls are not as solid as they initially appear 
So for those of you who have seen it, it's quite beautiful. There is lattice work that is fairly common throughout the Arabic world. The entire wall is made of it. That's you cool. can see through it. And you can obviously see that this is not designed. It may have initially been designed for defense. In this case, it's not. It's no longer for that option. It's more of a privacy thing. And so um, you kind of get this. If I actually can get everyone to roll a quick insight check for me, please. Getting a lot of lore tonight, unintentionally. Man. I feel okay with this. 14. Okay. Insight. I got nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Six. Four. Six. What are we doing? <laughs> what was yours, Jared? Six. Okay. And Patrice? I got a four. Oh my god. Yeah. I rolled SOA. three dice back after SOA? I rolled that. I rolled a two, I rolled a three, ah. and I rolled a two on the dice just now. SOA. So as someone who's kind of been been around the block as a, as a sailor, still a young sailor, but you you do kind of have this, and mostly because of the the bardness of yourself, um, you get the sense that this is almost like a contract between the ruling class of uh, Tal Kabahad, which is a magiocrity, so it's it's based purely on magic power, and the people of the city. And while it's almost gives you the the sense that it's, hey, we we're looking out for you, right? And you guys did, if you guys remember, you did get a sense of that when you had the conversation at the alehouse, was that there was not the concern was less about what they were doing and the fact of running the city because everyone was very happy with it, but the fact that no one had seen the leadership in a couple of weeks. As you come to the gates. There are a few guards. They carry very tall um, halberds um, that have about a ch- about a foot and a half blade at the top. It's almost all uh, wood pole. But no one stops you as you walk in. And there is a sign that says visitors check in, and it points directly to the largest building within the compound. As you walk in and notice, there's there's multiple buildings throughout the compound. Some of them look like like barracks. Some look like houses. Some look like laboratories. There's a little mix of everything, um, but it's a straight shot to the main building, which is a very large kind of kind of that mushroomed dome um, on top of a square building. Think Aladdin, as much as I hate as uh, that is kind of stereotypically racist, but uh, it's a it's a good representation yeah. of what I'm looking for yeah. here. Um, well with the architecture. Yeah, and so there are two open doors that um, that are inviting. As you walk in, you notice that there are lamps or torches on sconces that are lit. Um, they aren't throwing off a lot of heat, and they are throwing off kind of a bluish-hued light. Not quite the natural blue at the base of flames normally, so it's a little bit disconcerting. But it's there. There's also a very large desk with a uh, male tiefling sitting there. <clears throat> also, for those of you, if you don't remember, recall from last session, um, lots of tieflings around. Yeah. Probably the greatest percentage of the population are tieflings. 
This one is red. How far up the wall are the lamps that are giving off light? Uh, probably about 10 feet. It's a very tall, open space. Probably the ceilings are about, about 25 feet tall. Okay. Um, erasing, please. Let's try and keep that to a minimum on the desk at HQ. Great. All right, um, what are you guys doing? Yeah, walk up to the desk and say, apparently we're here to check in for a job. Hear about a job? And you, he looks up to you. He says, oh, and he's in, it's very much, I don't, I don't, has, if anyone has heard someone from Algeria, you can hear it's this, it's this really flowing English that is touched with French and Arabic. It's spectacular. It's one of my favorite things to ever listen to. Uh, comes in and he says, oh, just one moment. And he flips to a specific page in a, in a very large ledger book. And he scrolls down and he says, where was this job posted? David. And he watches his finger, his finger moves down and he moves across and he says, oh, well, you need to go see Yamina Jamari and she is located on the third floor and gives you really good directions on how to get there. Okay. Do you need anything else from us? No, this, we are, we are fairly open. The only thing is the fourth floor is off limits. Um, if you do happen to enter there, there are no warnings. Most likely depending, you look like stoic in, in solid figures. Unfortunately, I don't think you will be able to overcome the magic that will handle you. <laughs> well, now I'm just curious. <laughs> I know you are, but you asked. Tell him that threats, threats, impressive magic really are not helpful. I got to be honest with you. You you asked, and I I am obligated to to tell you, uh, because I don't want to see you turned into a pile of ash. That's fair. I appreciate the uh, sentiment. I don't particularly want to be a pile of ash either. (laughs) Yeah, but you want to know what's going to turn you into a pile of ash. I want to watch it turn someone else into a pile of ash. <laughs> well, it is the uh, the domain of the Wahid and Ducks, and that is off limits to all but the members of the order. No, what was that name one more time that we're going to meet? Yamina Jamari. So, yeah, Yamina Y A M N I A J O U M A R I. Yamina. Jamari. Thank you. Beautiful name. Very beautiful. Uh, he does give directions. You see that there is kind of, you know, those big sweeping stairs that wrap around. You see that there, it's, it kind of just is a sweeping helix staircase that goes all the way up to at least the fourth floor. As you walk up, the the one one of the the major constants of walking around the city is that crackling sense of arcane magic that is just imbued within the city and as you rise higher 
the tingling causes every the hair on everyone's arms and the back of the neck to just rise because it's just so powerful. And for, I would say, who would be the most likely? It'd probably be Patrice and L would get the most direct read on this where it is just this pure sense of arcane energy for you l it reminds you of being around some of the more powerful wizards Hmm. so it's equal parts comforting and terrifying yes i think that's fair uh reminds you of prospering very much yeah so equal parts comforting and terrifying Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what made me say that. So, as you walk to the third floor, uh, the space, I guess the the most direct comparison I could give is to special edition Bespin, where it's both enclosed and open at the same time. Most of the walls that look into seating areas and, and sitting rooms are of that lattice work, but are even more open. And then the actual offices are enclosed and closed off. You follow the directions of Amal Taha, who is the receptionist, and you find an office that is open to you that has uh, the the proper number next to it. Um, it's open, ready for you to enter. As you enter, you walk in and you see a purple tiefling sitting at a desk. She is scribing away with a quill on parchment. And she hears, she obviously acknowledges you come in as she is writing. Her finger comes up and she finishes. And there is a, a scent of jasmine and cedar wood hmm. as there is um, sm- a light bit of smoke in the air from incense that is burning in the, in the room. And she can finishes her writing and she looks up in a very honeyed tone. Greetings. What is it that you need? We heard you had a job. Ah, um, which job posting? Where was this posted in? Haven. Ah, yes, that job. Well, I believe there was payment due for just seeking out the job, yes? Correct. I believe it was 50 gold pieces or for the for the job, right? Sounds right. I don't know if I wrote that one down. Sixty would make it easier to split between us. She turns around and she, you hear kind of this this chuckle. <laughs> and she reaches into she. There's a, a a set of drawer dresser drawers behind her. She opens it up and she pulls out a small pouch and lays it on the table. The fifty. That was advertised. So thank you for those of you who have come. I take it that you are interested in pursuing a job here with us at Mage House. Yeah, I think that probably depends on the job. Well, the order has come into some knowledge that has great implications for those of us here on the continent. We are seeking an item. Uh, 
that we believe to be underneath the mountains of northern Wudan. This will not be safe, nor will it be easy. We are seeking the mortar and pestle of the three ladies. Hmm. Can I can I roll something to see if I recognize what that is? History. Thirteen. Going to as well. As as people start looking around and start thinking, I I walk over to L and to S away, and I place my hands on each of their shoulders, and I cast guidance. Say Haven. Who is it? Who'd you do it with? I did it for L and SOA. That adds what a D4? Yeah. Correct. Okay. I appreciate it. It's not going to help. <laughs> oh, so I, I believe I heard Scald, Scald say a 13. 13. Okay. Sark has a 14. Okay. I'll got a 20. Oh. <laughs> Holy muffins! You well, said twenty-four L. Twenty-five. What was yours? Uh, S way. Twelve. Okay. Anyone else that I missed? I rolled a seven, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, okay. That's not important. <laughs> so L, you know this because your employer has told you about some of the weird things that happen in the park just to the north of his building particularly a group of um, adventurers who had come recent, who had come within the last 20 years or so and had called upon some of the spirits. The three ladies are generally one of the many forms of the, of the many personifications of druidic magic in the world. And you got a 25, so you're going to get all the fucking lore. Um, the, there are three, kind of known types of magic in the world. There's the arcane, which encompasses the wizards, sorcerers, bards. There is the druidic, naturish magic, and then there is the divine. The druidic has personifications very similar to the way that uh, the divine and warlock kind of things happen. One of the more common ones throughout the region of the syndicate and some of the more... Uh, Traditionally, Northern European style court cultures of Libarth, um, they celebrate three ladies, the, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And they are represented by three ravens. And they give their 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 flavor of druid is very much viney and thorny. Cool. And it is um, – there are rumors of them living in a house in the in-between that at times walks. Does it have chicken legs? Very <laughs> much so. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm taking some of Morgan's – some of – some of Librarth's lore and mixing it with some official D&D lore because it, this is way more fun. Uh, Do I need to buy that miniature now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Who doesn't like Baba Yaga? Ding, 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 ding. Um, I, knew, I knew you guys would get it. Of course. I mean, I mean I've been there before. <laughs> Matt's been there before. <laughs> that was fun. That was a was fun, fun fucking. Oh my god, that was so fun. That was that was my very first introduction of the in between, which has caused some chaos every time anyone's gone there. The in between is fun. So, do you mean is there any information other than that this will be dangerous and yeah, worth? We do know that you can find this item. We don't know what happens. We can point you and give you a map to the location of a cave where this item lies. We don't know, and this is saying something, because we take very much a great deal of pride in knowing everything that happens on this continent. But we cannot tell you if you're going to find this item here or if maybe there's someplace else that it is. But this is the first place that you need to look. And you watch as she ro rotates back around in her chair and she opens up another drawer and she gives you a – this is, again, why I wish that I was there in person because you guys know you would be getting this. If I'd be handing it to you, she gives you a map. Yay! And I will I will draw the map and put in, for, in Wonder Draft and I will post it in the Discord for everybody once I draw it. Um, so – what what's uh what's the pay for this? A hundred platinum. If you bring proof of a destroyed mortar and pestle, three hundred platinum if you bring it back. Mm. And please no, don't try and negotiate. These are set prices. This is what it will be. Is That's that, Morgan interjecting there because I don't want to negotiate. <laughs> is this an open contract that will be competing with other? No. Um, we will reopen it if you do not come back in two weeks. So 16 days. We don't believe in competition. We believe in exclusivity. We believe in trust. I believe we believe that by providing an open contract to multiple teams shows that we don't believe in your ability. Just the fact that you found this job and were able to survive in getting here, the dangerous trip from from Haven to here has taken many a mariner. We believe that you have proven yourself worthy as deserve it of this pay what why did you post it in haven we believe that those coming from a place like haven have an adaptability that many many here in the north don't we get stuck in our ways the pirates the sailors the locals there in haven Y'all are inventive. The people who come through there are creative. 
we're creative in a sense, but mostly it has to do with scrolls and crafting of magic. I mean, one of the one of the first schools of magic was formed in one of our sister cities, the school of invention. And the magiocrity here, the order, has deep, deep roots in the creation of magic items. However, oh, um, sorry, I keep talking. I apologize. I just found my note. You're good. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Unfortunately, once we get out of the urban environment and our scrolls, sometimes our creativity leaves us. We recognize that we are lacking in some of those adventuring skills, which is why we constantly seek those from outside to assist us. It definitely takes all kinds, doesn't it? It certainly does. That is a wise thought, sir. So you want us to go retrieve some priceless magical artifact that you can't retrieve and you're going to give us 300 platinum for it? If you bring it back in one, in two pieces. Because it is two items together. The mortar it's a mortar and, and a pedestal. Okay, mortar I, I understand that. Okay. What what constitutes proof of destruction? <laughs> He's really good at breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah. so he, like like there there is a good chance that our our gnome friend here might uh, uh break it too well. She's very talented. <laughs> she turns. I'm just I just want to know what we have to bring back to get paid if not if we get nothing else. So she turns back around to her, her chest of drawers, and she opens one on the left side at the bottom. And you watch as she kind of does that like librarian thing through a card catalog. And she pulls out a piece of parchment, and she lays it down in front of the party. And it is a, it's, it's called a scroll of remembering. It's very on point. Um, but what it is is it's a ninth-level spell. That allows you to take an instant rec- an instant mind image and transmit it to, um, in perfect recollection to another. So it's it's like a whole thing. So like whoever casts the spell can can takes an instant image of it and then holds it in their memory until they get to another to a designated person and then transmits the image to them. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, I just don't I don't want it to be easy for you guys to remember shit because then I have to remember shit hence the ninth level <laughs> and none of you are wizards so I don't have to worry about you guys writing it down in your goddamn spell book <laughs> Curse, why didn't nobody play wizard <laughs> ah, we played two sorcerers because we're uh, I don't know uninventive yeah right basic also well, basic i will say in in my game wizard is really on the nose right like it's like the perfect character the class for like it's my class right it's like what i would play so the, i think yeah. so uh real quick it was 200 gold pieces for thank going you. to the house <laughs> retcon strike that 
reverse yeah. it, it's got yeah. 200 gold. You open it and it's, wow, 200 gold? That. Yeah. Right. 15 means something of, different to these people. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the few things I actually wrote down, and I knew I wrote it down somewhere. Well, that's why that's why I trust you guys to, to like. I yeah. don't write the, those little the, the prices. I'm being very careful to only write down stuff Skeld would actually be paying attention to. I like it. I like it. It's <laughs> like the so money's in here somewhere. <laughs> but I always am like, this is player knowledge, for right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so you, fair. So you watch as she says, there's the spell, there's yeah. the terms, and she, she casts obviously some sort of somatic component to a spell, and you watch as a contract appears in front of you. 3.3. And uh, a floating quill is, flo- is, a, is sit- sitting there waiting. While we do trust, we also do prefer signed contract. The only thing that this says, and as you look, you watch as the words are being written across this parchment, and she she speaks them. For 100 gold, proof of destroyed mortar and pestle. Platinum. Thank you, platinum. For 300 gold, platinum. Return with the mortar and pestle of the three ladies. The quill finishes and lines out six spots on one side and a singular one. And underneath the singular one, you see the name Yamina Jamari Proctor. Proctor is the title, uh, her title. She flips it around and she, in a very beautiful, like literal John Hancock signature, large... Mm. It is gorgeous. Yamina, Jamari, and then she turns it around and she kind of sends a very gently floating uh, quill towards your group. Cherise grabs it first. You can also... Go ahead. I'm going to walk up to sign the document uh, and I'm going to do my best uh, calligraphy to match the, the style that she's doing. Performance check, please. Yeah. You you all can definitely tell that she's definitely not the most powerful magic user she has seen, but she is very, very competent in the arcane magic. Is it performance? Yes, please. That is a 25. You have written and signed your name in the most beautiful form you have ever done in your life. Patrice family name I actually don't thank you I'm like I knew you had one I couldn't remember it middle name is probably uh, not not written out I don't normally write out my my middle name with my signature anyone else gonna come up and sign after Patrice signs Ethley makes an X as does Scald Scald did that but in the past Scald X Scald is also gonna put an X yeah everyone else signing on Ella's going to Wait till after Sid does. Sorry, I'm looking for something. I can't find it. Are you signing though, Sid? Yeah. What's my What was my um, military title? Uh, remember, I was looking for it. You were a warrant officer. Would I sign 
with that title. So, by- so, so generally someone who reaches that high, you would, when you would, you would sign and then you would put your title warrant officer and then in parentheses RET for retired. Okay. Because so you, that's something that you've earned that you get to keep. Yeah. So I think, I think kind of out of a habit, you're going to see it's very formal acetosis, mazog, um, uh, warrant officer retired. Like and then you probably you would probably put Legion of the Dagger on there as well. Legion of the Dagger, something like that, yeah. And then Sark and, and L. Um, I was gonna try to not put a ton of effort, but try to step in between everybody else in the group and the paper when he signs. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna put his full name in. Okay. And then what are you doing, Sark? Are you trying to be automaton? No, I'm going to try and forge her last name in mirror script for my signature. Okay, go ahead and roll a performance check for me, please. <laughs> Do hey, I if get... I roll a dirty 20 on perception, can I see Elle's full name? Uh, <laughs> go ahead and do sleight of hand, L. <laughs> can I get my proficiency bonus for being attempting to forge because I'm proficient with forgery tools? Yes. Okay. Because this is going to suck with charisma. (laughs) That's a five. That's sad. You fail fail miserably and you watch as uh, she lifts her left hand and she just kind of goes and she wipes away because she saw what you were doing. She rolled a uh, a 21. For perception. You had to make a performance. It's charisma based. <laughs> Horrible at charisma. Well, that that's what it is, though. It's a it's a performance like, when you when you forge. Right? <laughs> I'm also proficient in other stuff. That's fine. And you yes. got your proficiency, so I mean, I know I'm still just like ah, freaking charisma. <laughs> I don't know. I'd let him. I'd let him add Dex to his, to that. <laughs> All right, we have to retcon the title because I did get to Sergeant of the Dagger. Sergeant of the Dagger, okay, yep. I, I had it somewhere. I found That's it. fine. I, I, I didn't go. Hmm. And then just do like an X with a circle, like as a circle with an X. Oh, oh. I wasn't sure if you had made it all the way up because you had resisted to that. Stuff in. This is the whole discussion that happened like eight months ago now. Yeah. Actually, it's been a year. Has it been a whole year? Holy shit. So, L, what was your uh, sleight of hand check? Oh, I, I got I, I got the name. He texted yeah. me it. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Technology is great for that, right? It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I love it. Well, uh, welcome. As Welcome to the employee of the order, as long as it lasts. We wish you success. And in that vein, is there anything that you need from us to ensure your success? Per diem, health potions, per diem, more health potions. Sh- yeah, remember what I said about negotiating a price? Yeah. Health potions would be great, though. Health potions, and you watch as she, she gently waves and there are six potions that initially line up that are kind of golden and you get you each get one greater healing potion. Ooh. And then there are 12 uh 
potions of healing that come out afterwards. Nice. We like to ensure that you all come back in one piece. We each get. We very much appreciate that. Two regular healing. Okay. I feel like uh, we're going. I'm going to enjoy working for uh, the order. As he puts the the scroll and the right potions in the bag of holding. We wish you all the success. Now, if you wouldn't mind, I do have work. Of course. And now we'll turn Yep. As the six of you exit the office, that's where we'll take our next break. And we'll be right back in just a few. Welcome back, everybody, to Campaigns and Concoctions, where we can't decide what is okay to say and what's not. So, with that being said, we have drinks. I love it because mine's a ginger, and I'm like, oh, that's a great opener for that. All right. Um. We have drinks. So I made a random thing i don't know what i was staring at liquor bottles and going this combo sounds great um it's 1.5 ounce of the brenavin brenavine it's icelandic so i'm probably pronouncing it wrong (laughs) aquavit um one ounce of the it's right here oh thank you (laughs) i think it's brenavine brenavine yeah sounds right um five ounce of that aquavit one ounce of the drillad pear poyer poyer i don't know Pear liqueur from France. Mm-hmm. Um, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and then about two ounces of ginger beer to your taste. Um, we use cock and bowl. Shake everything with the ginger beer, and then just top it off with the ginger beer. It's super tasty. I have no idea what to call it. That sounds lovely. I want to try it. Send, send, put, make sure to put that recipe in the Discord because I want to try yeah, it. Yeah, the picture's going to look great because it's in a copper box. So oh, I keep forgetting to take fucking pictures recipe. today. That's all right. I've, I've already posted. I posted my uh, my Manhattan on Instagram. I think it looks really good. I thought it was a really What do you think, John? I thought it was a pretty good picture. So. It's fucking beautiful. Is it the one with Absolutely the computer beautiful. in the background, right? Yes, it is. The computer also looks good. So Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm very, I'm very proud. Uh, I wish I had bought a better case, but that uh, that's a learning curve. So... Right. And then it's, we had one more drink, I believe. Yeah, I made a, I don't know, threw it together. I'm a little disappointed with it. It's not bad, but it's not great. Uh, it's one and a half ounces rye whiskey, half ounce pear liqueur, half ounce uh, cherry herring, uh, ounce of blood orange juice, and I did put, oh, and I threw in a rosemary sp- sprig in when I shook it, um, and then I added one like dash of Angostura to try to make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, it made it better, but still not great. Uh, anyway, that's what I made. Apparently, I need pear liqueur. Well, because that sounds it wonderful. It is good stuff. I I good. tasted it last break. Nate handed it to me right at the beginning. I don't remember. It and sounds so wonderful. I generally I don't like. 
pear, but I think pear is a really good accent. Like one of my favorite dishes that I had in mm-hmm. Italy was a pear fagatini, which is like a kind of like a large uh, ravioli, and it is wonderful. And but it's like it's not the star of the dish, but it it really makes the mm-hmm. the goat cheese that was in it. It's just like pear is one of those things that you don't have to like it, but it makes things better. Oh, right? it totally does, especially yeah. like like candied pear. Like if you caramelize mm-hmm. pear in a pan with some butter or something yeah. like like it does. It does some work. Try, try some red pears like, versus the thing that I make. Yeah, an apple and pear. Hell yes. I did a, yeah. a Tony confit with a uh, pear. Uh, I did um, yellow onions caramelized in uh, Kerrygold butter, uh, salted, and then um, essentially candied the pears in the mm, sauteed. like slow sautéed caramelized onions, and it was. So good. I mean, it was it was almost better than the the rabbit itself, which is ridiculous and yeah. hard to do. Uh, so, as the six of you, I had I knew we were we'd keep going if I didn't if I didn't stop us because it would be very dangerous for us to talk about food and booze. So, the six of you exit the office of Yamina Jamari and make your way down the stairs. Um, and as you exit, it is now about midday. Um, there is a a lovely warm breeze that is blowing from the west. Um, it carries scents of um, saffron, tamarind, uh, goat that is that is cooking. It is just like this lovely scent that is that is just permeates the city. As the six of you um, begin to exit Mage House, uh, is there anything anyone would like to do? As we get close to the gate, I'm going to walk up next to Sid and show. So why do you carry raw electrum around? <laughs> why do you ask? Because carrying raw ores is kind of odd. How do you know? Oh, this is yours. Oh, shit. Where did you get this from? Uh, my drone picked it from you on the way in. Why? Because I want to practice. Don't touch my shit. <laughs> well, if you notice. But secondly, I come, uh, I come from Krabakdo and in the legation, and my father and my brother are miners. It reminds me of home. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't take anything out of it. <laughs> Don't touch my shit without asking, please. Next time you'll, you're gonna. Does that um, mean if he asks to pickpocket you, you'll let him? Sure. All right. Maybe. You you were just practicing. Oh, don't fuck with other people's shit. I give it back. Well, if you want to practice pickpocketing on me, just don't take my money, my booze, or my cigars. <laughs> what else do you even have, Skald? I'm sure I have other stuff. I don't know what I'm done. I don't know what I'm pickpocketing until I take it, though. Well, this is the cigar pouch. <laughs> <laughs> this is the money pouch. Don't take those. Oh, let me put it this way: Would you like anyone coming in and touching your in-progress inventions? I mean, it's probably not a great plan. <laughs> you never... doesn't really bother me that much, but it might bother you a little bit. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find in somebody's pocket. No, you so... might just you might just lose a hand. That's why I didn't use my hand. <laughs> that was the right response, Morgan. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that checks actually, out. Ex- except for L, except for because you because uh, L had said drone, Sid would actually have said you might lose a drone. You might lose a drone. Mm-hmm. And I can rebuild them. Jesus. Um, go ahead, go ahead and roll an insight check though, um, L. I'm not even gonna have you roll anything because I know exactly what fucking I know that's response for. for <laughs> that's low, very low. <laughs> that, does it does it matter? Um, you're pretty sure that she means it, and she can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just want to I want to put the the right amount of gravitas on on Sid, you know. <laughs> you just saw her what she signed. It's not like some ordinary title. Has has this conversation carried us like outside of the actual confines of Mage House at this yeah, point? Yeah, I'll say yes. Okay. Um, I got somewhere to go. Uh, well, uh, uh, before you do, before you take off on this on this subject, um, why 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 are we going to bring this priceless magical artifact that we're being commissioned to go get back? Yeah, three hundred platinum. I believe is the reason. It'd be really cool to prepay our our crew for another like six months. I think think it's more than that, but that's that's not my point, right? Like, if if it's right, like like we're in a city ran by fucking mages, and they want this shit, and they're willing to pay us to go get it. Uh, we're, we're, we're we're just accepting that that's like the going rate for this kind of magic, and also we don't just want this kind of magic. I mean, you have a very good point. I'm not saying you don't. And my my plan is to go see if anybody that we know knows anything about this thing that may change what we do, but. Unless it changes significantly, pissing off magic people is not generally a great plan, in my experience. But I, I get that, but we don't we don't know what the fuck we're bringing back at this point. Can any of us even use it? I don't do magic, so <laughs> I don't even know if any of us could use this thing. I think every time, no idea. Every time, and progressively that. Scald says this. He gets like wayward eyes from Patrice. From you mean you mean from Sid? Oh, <laughs> Sid, Patrice, all, like all of them, kind of like more and more, like just keep looking, like pretty sure you know fucking magic, but you know. <laughs> nah, I'll just rolls with him. If that's what he wants to think, that's what he can think. Right. <laughs> Doesn't change the fact that it's magic. Right, right. L, you don't you don't understand that you're doing magic. We understand this, uh, and the rest of us do magic. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. But do you know how to use a mortar and pestle that's magic? Well, I saw, saw Patrice use one this morning. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, using a mortar and pestle is not that hard. Yeah, but I it's mean, what to kind do of magic, magic with it? Is. it. To well, do magic with it, Patrice? Would you also, do magic with like that mortar and pestle? Scary druid magic. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it like yeah, arcane in nature, but uh, you know, like. I don't know. I I don't know anything about magic mortar and pestles. I just have the normal kind. Patrice, are you a druid? You look weird. <laughs> you do. Pretty- I, I I would refer to myself as druid uh, adjacent. 
uh, classism in D&D. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've known druids. I'm not a druid, you know, but like, uh, not that different, really. Don't druids hang out in the forest mostly? Patrice doesn't look very druish. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not <laughs> but is his sister a druish princess? Morgan, it's space balls. Come on. Yeah, it's space balls. See that? Did you see the head tilt? <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Also, <laughs> according to the Jerry Seinfeld rules of comedy, I'm allowed to make uh, Jew adjacent jokes because I'm half Jewish. Again, sucks. I am surrounded by assholes. Correct. So. Absolutely correct. Yeah, the, continue, the, continue, continue, continue. The three sisters that they referred to with, or that she talked mentioned with the mortar and pestle, that's druid stuff. I don't, I don't know how any of that magic works. I, I can, I can tell you how a lot of the arcane stuff works. Or I can figure it out, but um, I don't know about. Druid or holy whatever. Would, would we feel more comfortable if we found out what this thing does? Probably. All right. Well, let's ask just, the people that we know that know things and see if you know. Fun. Yeah. I'm and, not necessarily like saying we we skip the payday and we don't bring it back. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe no. These give it to people we don't know. They yeah. they, they gave they give us a map to a magical artifact. We should we should figure out what that does and figure out what our options are. Oh yeah, that's fair. Uh, do you guys want to come with me to somebody who might be able to either find information for us or may already have information with, for us? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go talk to other people who already might already have information or can find information for us. All right, that works. Where are you going? Uh, to a house with no doors. Oh, uh, the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Do, do, do I know what that means? No. Uh, for that conversation at dinner. There, there was a discussion about the convocation of Ebony and Bone at dinner. Yeah. Well, that's so, why I, I don't think Matt was there for that conversation. Yeah. Well, I was at dinner. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. You were there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I told you guys. Yeah, we talked about, about the convocation of yeah. Ebony and Bone. We, we, we talked about that. And that smashing in the wall of a house full of assassins is probably not a great plan. We, we can just also ask Prosper, right? We can contact her. I don't want to bug her for yeah. simple questions. Giving her a unique dragonborn was one thing. Right. I'm not calling her up to ask for simple questions. Also, we can also calling ask her somebody to... who knows probably more than... One of the few people who probably knows more than Prospering. I mean, the, the, the Prospering card, I think, based on my very limited experiences with her, <laughs> uh, is is like does she want to buy this shit that's what i was just thinking as well so was yeah. like what if she wants to buy it yeah. like, this first before we offer to sell it to somebody that's true all right but like she always seems to be leaving right when i get there you know you did also sign a contract yeah what if it's like cursed and dangerous and i mean like they like it could be awful like maybe they're sending us because they know it's dangerous the item itself maybe not even the journey that's probably why they are sending us. Was there was there anything on the contract that stipulated ramifications for failure to fulfill the contract? There was nothing written, but uh, if you would like, 
um, I will let you roll an Arcana check to see about this because it is technically a magical contract. Three schedule, two. Nine. So, oh. so, so you, so Scald rolled it. Did, did, did you roll something, Curtis? Patrice got a two. Two. Um, you don't know shit, Patrice, with a two. Uh, but even with a nine, it's not much. The only thing that you know, Scald, is bad idea to not to not honor the the terms of a magical contract. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like because Morgan doesn't know. I feel like we're probably better off just doing what we said we're going to do on this one. Yeah. If we had, if it was, you know, spit my palm in a handshake, I might, uh, I might think differently. But it wasn't. And despite the fact that I only wrote an X on that line, I have a feeling that it's the, uh, the action of signing it more so than it is what is written. Well, I, I approach that with much different intent than you with my ex. What was your intent? I didn't want to put my name on that. Same. But well, I, we still took the action of agreeing to it. Would I know if that matters? Uh, roll an Arcana check. Hmm. And in this case, you get advantage because it is a magical object. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Arcana. It's a twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, it really does not matter. Um, the intent behind so the reason that magical people like to use magical contracts is because it doesn't really necessarily matter what you put on it. It is the intent behind the signature, and so because there are multiple, there are many many people. In fact, most people in this world that cannot actually read or sign so the the act of marching x actually means something to them so in this case it, it would really not matter um, well SOA's intent was that she didn't sign shit so if the intent if the intent's what matters she was trying to be deceptive and not sign something in that moment okay well it would have SOA have signed magical contracts before though no she just didn't want to put her name on something because so even even time. so in this case even with the deceptive in, and it's it's the idea is to prevent that deceptive intent from working. So if okay. SOA hadn't signed a magical contract before, that your intent was still there. It's just that the magical contract will negate it. You know what I'm saying? So. Got gotcha, it. Yeah. The fact that you actually physically signed it is what matters, right? right. What yes. you even put your name. Yeah. 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 Bad choice of words on my part. So. And I'll, I will explain that as they're still walking, discussing it. Okay, so is that where we're headed next, to the mountains of Wudon? Uh, well, I'm going to the Convocations building first. Oh, I meant in, in, the, in the ship. Probably. When we leave port, is that our next heading? Probably. Yeah. I mean, ship, ships don't typically go to mountains, Patrice. Oh, yes. Ours fly. flies. <laughs> you're gonna have to get used to that it's way fucking faster 
<laughs> it's okay, little buddy. You'll get used to it. And I pat SOA on the shoulder. Which is much higher than your shoulder. <laughs> no, higher than mine? How tall is SOA? SOA's like the five six. She's not particularly tall. Tiny. Oh, I don't I, think. I, 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 in my head, elf equals tall. Yeah, five six. Yeah. I was wrong. I mean, she's only a couple inches shorter than, than Skell, but she's still not, you know, towering. What it is is that elves uh, are historically portrayed as light. So they have this, they look taller than what they are. They're just lucky motherfuckers like me. We're the same height. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure even in your armor, I still weigh more than you, though. Probably. (laughs) Um, I think Stark and I are going to go check in with the... With our organization. Yeah. I'm too old my gear. And, and without gear. <laughs> so, here, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we got, we got about 20 minutes left before, before we end tonight's yeah, session. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with scald with the yeah. convocation. We're going to cool. see where that goes. And then, then we'll go to nine brothers. And yeah. then if anyone has anything else that they would like to do, we'll do that afterwards, but most likely I have a feeling that we'll end with scald and then we'll pick up with nine brothers next week. If that, or next session, if that's it, if that's cool with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. I'm going to go with scald. Okay. I was about to say, you're shaking your head, Matt. I, you no, know. no, no. Like, like I feel like she's, she's just like, feels like she's making bad choices now that Elle's explained how, you know, what she tried to accomplish did not work. I so think that's fair, just, though. She's just in, like, bucket mode. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like I, I had a feeling that no one had really signed magical contracts, so I, right, yeah. I probably should have done a better job, but we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that repercussions as we go. I feel like Skull probably has, but has never really thought about it that much. I think that's fair, you too. Know? Like he's probably done it and just... Patrice was told to do new things. You know? I feel like Al probably had a fair idea what was going on when he signed it. So. Even if you've never done it before. The, the, da- the danger of being a DM is sometimes you lose track of things and, and you forget to, oh, yeah. to ask. So lesson learned. So who else is going to go with Scald and SOA to the facility? Just the two of us. us. <laughs> just, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Since we're trying to get in a building with right doors and no windows. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sounds awesome. Exactly. Oh, did, did did he mention the no doors and no windows? Yeah. Yes. I'll go with as well. Okay. So Patrice <laughs> is going to go. So, oh God. as the party splits, um, you guys had actually seen the building. Um, kind of tucked away on the the west side of the island. So as you guys are coming down, it's to the um, it's to the right of you, and um, it's it stands out because it's a little bit taller than the rest of the buildings. It's four stories tall. Most of the buildings around here are three. Um, outside of Mage House, it's they're not very they're they're pretty. It's a pretty uniform city, but this one t- this one extra uh, floor seems to stand out. And as you walk towards it, you notice that, yes, it does mimic the style of the building, the buildings around it. But the first two floors are exactly as Fadma described it. No doors, no windows. 
The third floor has windows. The fourth floor has windows. And as it's midday, there's no lights that you can see shining. She did tell you to move to one of the back alleys when you go and to face the building. So what do the three of you do? I say, just follow me. And I uh, walk into the uh, alley as described. I walk up to the wall. I stand there in essentially like uh, like parade rest, mm-hmm. right? Cigar hanging out of my mouth, puffing away with my hands behind my back, um, feet, feet at like shoulder width, and just staring directly at the wall waiting. I cast Armor of Agathas on myself. Okay. <laughs> Do I see this? I mean, I have to see the rhyme of frost cover you, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah, I kind of like lean my head over and look at you out of the, the corner of my eye and I start chuckling and then I look back at the wall. You're not you're not trying to be deceptive, are you, S-Way? No. Okay. And Patrice, um, you, do, you do anything? Just waiting. Patrice uh, says, Haven, protect me. And he, he pulls his fist in front of his face and he applies mage armor. Yeah, I need I uh what what's everyone's passive perception? Uh twelve. Four for the three who are there. Oh wait, fifteen. I have an update okay. that. Fifteen. Ten plus, right? Yep. Fourteen. Okay. So, so are we are we going after a window? What do you think we're supposed to do here? So right before Scald answers, everyone feels something akin to a burlap sack going over their heads. But there's no pressure. It's like it's not like it's being pulled tight. You just the sack hits the top of their heads. Uh, does it knock my cigar out of my mouth? It does not. All right. I take another puff and start chuckling. <laughs> and then uh Scald hears a familiar voice. The rest of you hear of a female voice that says, you may remove the hood. As the three of you remove the sack, you are now in the interior of a building. What appears to be a, an Arabic sitting room. There is a coffee machine very similar to uh, what L has um, on the ship. Um, it's, it's cooking away. It appears to be making some coffee. There's um, a, a couple of trays of um, baklava and cucumber sandwiches. Um, and Fadma is there. Fadma Sabari. She says, well, I never, I never, ex- I always hope that people will come by themselves, but I always expect them to come bearing friends. Welcome to the interior of the Convocation of Ebon and Bone. You are welcome here as long as you maintain the peace that is here. And she motions to SOA and to Patrice and says, this room here is yours to enjoy as long as Scald here is indisposed. Do not try and leave. Things will be brought to you as needed, but do not leave this room. So Is that you're understood? Saying we're being detained. Yes, as a matter of fact, you are. It will be a comfortable detainment, though. That is for sure. Coffee, tea, snacks will be provided for you, and then you watch. And the thing is, so so Fatma is her face is um, is um, completely uncovered. 
you see that she is a red tiefling, if I remember my my notes correctly. Um, she is wearing tradition, like if you were to see kind of like the tropey, like thieves garments, that kind of baggy pants, the the kind of high boots and everything. Everything though is kind of that ivory and black, right? Right. But if you, you if you look around, you notice that two people have now walked into the room, and their the bottom of their face is covered with um, a, a face covering, um, very much like kind of like a an assassin's look, that kind of uh, the assassin look. It yeah. hoods that cover up, and it's literally just kind of like this little bit slit of eye that's available to them. Um, yeah. Same, very much coloration. It's just that these are not as uh, elaborate as Fadma's clothing but there is a very serious demeanor to these two um it says these two will be keeping an eye on you they will not interfere with you unless you attempt to leave this room please know that we mean you no harm however the secrets of the complication are that secret does does this feel like genuine Right, like roll an insight check. Okay, natural one. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, uh, drink, uh, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. Yeah, no malort, thankfully. Not this time. Even I'm not uh, this time. We're going Espalone. That was a one. That was a good choice. Yep. Mm. So good. Yeah, it feels 100% genuine. Um. You, th- you, um, the implied threat is very serious, but it's, it's like cursing in French, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's got a la- layer of velvet that co- coats the steel to it. So yes, it, kids, you little, say. it feels softer, but you know that it's real, right? Yeah. So you know that like the threat is there only because it's necessary. You almost get the sense that she doesn't like the threat, you know? Like we're here to conduct business. And if it was up to me, this business would be more open, but it's not. We have our rules kind of shit, right? It's very professional and it's very cordial. It's the, the way that, you know, someone who is very dangerous says, please don't do that. Right. Right. So, but the two of you, um, and it's, it's very, it's very Arabic in its setting. The rugs are gorgeous. There's little, almost like, Kind of like bean bags, low tables, but it's wonderful. It's a very nice space. There's even a hookah there, right? Ooh. Like if you want to, if you want to oh, vibe. So, um, but if the two of you I, wouldn't mind, um, scald. I have questions. Like, yeah, I look at Fadma and I'm like, well, I know for a fact that this one can keep secrets, and I point at SOA, and very pointedly, don't point at Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately also not at myself yeah unfortunately well we anticipate that you're going to share the knowledge that we share with you today but um we keep it we keep it this way for a reason and you are the only one who were invited you're not wrong so if you would follow me please excellent so you are taken through a very convoluted set of hallways lefts rights uh, stairs, both up and down. It almost feels like you shouldn't be in the building anymore. You know, it's one of those where it's like 
you're disoriented, right? And so go ahead and make, oh man, what's the good one? Let's go, I guess, per perception check on that one. Uh, that's going to be, uh, I want to say a 19. Yeah, 19. So you're not completely lost. You could find your way back, but you still feel that like you should be outside the building. Like you should be walking in thin air, right? It doesn't make sense, but you could still find your way back if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Eventually, you are led to a large black painted set of double doors. There are two guards who are there who are standing in front of them. These two are, again, in the same ivory and black robes, ma uh, masked and hooded. Um, they are carrying um, – I don't know the 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 proper term, but it's one of those like staffs that like where half of it is a blade, like the Chinese style. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And so they, they hold those across the chest, opposite side, so the blade is away from the door. Um, yeah. It's very wicked looking. The doors open apparently of their own accord, and you walk into a very very dark room. Okay. And as you hit the center, uh, a cup uh, seven lights shine down on seven individuals that are masked cool. but not hooded and you see five tieflings an elf and what appears to be a gnome sitting there um skilled the fell hounded that's me we know you i'm sure you do you have Asked for information, and we are here to give it. Name, name two, Fuck. and we will give you information. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Dandy Bill. Dandy ah. Bill is... Dandy, this is Morgan asking. Dandy Bill was the one who was an employee of, of Gansworth, right? Yeah, he's the one connected to my mother. That's right. Yep. Dandy Bill is currently the captain of the Scarlet Wind. A merchant a merchant soldiership of Gansworth. You are not the only one to seek him. In fact, he is pissed off enough that his only opportunities for survival is in the bosom of Gansworth and their things. I'm assuming you understand what that means. I do. Do you know whereabouts his ship is right now? He's currently in port in Gansworth. They returned two days ago. Do you know when they're supposed to depart again? We're still waiting on word for that. However, we are willing to offer, to offer a contract to either kill or gain or to return return the person to this location for the right price. I won't be returning him, but I'd be more than happy to be paid to kill him. 
No, as in we would want you to pay us to kill him or to bring him to this location. How much would it cost to bring him here? 500 platinum. I can't afford that. I'll be honest with you. That's okay. It is incredibly near and dear to my black little heart that I get my hands on him. Well, between this and the next person that you ask for, we offer this because we know that there are opportunities for information. Hmm. We would like to trade this information for information on other political targets as you were much more flexible in your travel arrangements than us at times. What other political targets? That's negotiable. If you have some that you would rather not target, but we are open at this point, we would just like to place you on retainer for information. We don't want you to kill anyone. But as we are constantly contracted to, say, create a little bit of political instability, we'd be willing to pay, pay, for, pay you in information, like for like. There's two organizations that I won't provide any information on. You and probably that is, know who they are. Tell me so Morgan knows, because Morgan's drawing a blank right now. What's that? Is it Nine Brothers? Mm -hmm. Is the name of Nine Brothers and uh, the Richter's Daughters organization? Morgan was going like way – I was trying to go through your backstory. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Literally just the people I currently work with. (laughs) Everybody else is fair game. Fuck them. (laughs) Well, as much as we have tried, we have never been able to infiltrate the Nine Brothers. They are – Well, they are the most significant information brokers in the world, and you would – anyone is foolhardy if they want to take on the Lord Richter. Yeah, I agree. Everyone else, I haven't met them yet, or if I have, I don't care about them. So you see, for that – a tidbit was just the taster, and you watch as the uh, – so this has been the gnome talking the whole time. Yeah. And you watch as they, they kind of flick their fingers, and another – like it looks like maybe a, a, a novice member of the organization stands up and kind of wafts into – and they are sneaky as shit, right? They're professional sneakerers, right? Are you rolling? Uh, what's your passive? 14. Uh, you actually did notice this time. Okay, cool. Because uh, they rolled a fourteen, and since so you saw them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was it was a barely like kind of out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. Right. But like you you don't feel the threat, right? Mm-hmm. And they hand you a sending stone, and they say, "This will be for us." Um, Feel free to send information requests. We will keep them logged, but we will only pay you once the agreement has been made and you have given us information on a target of our choosing. 
as always, we like to operate in a member uh, in a modicum of choice. You are always free to turn down an offer. Just know that if you decide to cross us, not the best decision you could make. As long as you don't ask me to cross the Nine Brothers or anybody in the employ of Richter's daughter. We uh, are we are technically politically agnostic. We have only one organization where we actually have a long what was that? <laughs> Skeld says, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I, I anticipate this being being well. The only one that we actually have a longstanding struggle with is far from here. Um, our founders escaped their clutches a long time ago. But for this, your agreement, and th- in this case, they don't, they just, they, the, all seven of them hold up their, their right hands, said, if you would honor us with your right as well. Uh, real quick. Go for it. It's the retainer. The retainer was the, what is the next piece of information. The second second ask. And you feel you feel kind of like a light tingle. Yeah. As on the uh, the interior of your hand of your right hand is a tattoo now of kind of like a a poorly drawn skull with a Mm -hmm. gold tooth. Excellent. Which you the inside of your palm. Okay. Um, you now recognize you've seen it around in the many uh-huh. port cities that you've been to. It's just now that you've now that you've recognized it, it's it's you're like, oh shit, I get it now. Yeah. And say so now make your second ask. Hold on one second. No worries. No worries. I'm not sure this is actually goals. Okay. Um That was weird. I want information about the Dread Captain Iron Rot of the uh, Harrowing Zephyr. The Harrowing Zephyr is currently skirting the Western Mists on the way down to the passage. The passage is the artificial waterway that splits Seacand, the southern continent. Last we heard, he was on his way taking his ship to Ridgehold, the capital of the Grand Regency of Bridgehold. What's it called again? Uh, which part? Uh, the last thing that you just said. Uh, on their way to Bridgehold, which is Bridgehold. the capital city of the Grand Regency of Bridgehold. He is currently transporting a um, envoy from Bridgehold that had been um, in contact with someone on the continent of Uzeth, which is to the east of us on Wudan. But he had they had paid him to take the long way around, plus the 
the passages on the western side of Secand. Okay. You didn't make an offer to bring him here. He's not as popular. Mm. And at this current moment, bringing him here may cause a little bit of destabilization that we are not ready for. Gotcha. Um, currently, in that part of the world, there are rising ten- tensions between two of the four nation states. And if that envoy or the person bringing them was to fall ill, a large war could possibly sprout up, and we don't want to be the cause of that. Understood. However, if you would like, we can also take them out or bring them here as well. That would be more expensive just because of the distances. Gotcha. All right. Um, can I count on you to continue maintaining tabs on these two individuals while I procure the funds to be able to pay to have one, the other, or both of them brought to my uh, to my care? We will do what we can while we are quite good at it. We are not the best at maintaining an intelligence network, but we will do what we can, and we will give you what information we can in exchange for services rendered. Understood. And with that, let us return you to your compatriots. Uh, you mentioned a retainer. You just received it. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Coin let's go. Mat- Coin matters little to us. Matters a lot to me when I need to come up with at least 500 platinum. Why would we pay you to pay us? You're paying me to do work, by which I will pay you to do work. We prefer the information that you can give us. Mm-hmm. And so we give it in kind. Understood. We, this appreci- is a- we appreciate the attempted guile. <laughs> all right i turn around and start to walk out Fatma follows you and she uh you, you as you exit this chamber and you begin a completely different path back mm-hmm. that doesn't match what you because you do remember how you got here right because of the fucking yeah. 19 right yeah. this path is different it's completely oh, yeah. um but you hear a, a kind of a deep chuckle that emanates from Fadma's chest. Yeah. As it's not often that a like for like information exchange can be, can be negotiated. Enjoy it while you can. We're, oh, usually, much, we're usually much more expensive. I believe it. But sometimes hmm, goals align. Very much so. And I think in this case, you and your compatriots will be very good for what we need. And eventually, you're led back to the to the room where uh, Patrice and Essaway are sitting. They yeah. have had a very wonderful detainment. Um, well, we actually had a wait, conversation. Wait, we wait, 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 wait. Okay, we've okay. been alone for a minute. Essaway, do it. No, so I, we'll do this. Essaway, what's that? No. 
Yeah. SOA. What you, you you're telling me? You're telling me the 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 deity I've been worshiping that have I've been communing with for years has a different name than the one I've been using. I've been saying that for like an hour, Patrice. I still don't believe you. Like, no, like I... we're we're so tight, you know. Like we we you know we talk all the time. Like you you told me you just talked to him the one time, and you already know his true name. Okay, so Levin, Patrice, I've been trying to explain this. Levinar has been talking to me for a while now, and I wasn't listening. That's my point. I've been and I, listening, and you haven't. And he didn't give me his name. And they I, didn't and give I, me his name. And I started. And I started listening. And 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 we had a conversation, and and we made a deal. And I'm still not sure how I feel about that, but it's been a week and nothing else bad has happened to me really yet outside of the normal shit that's just always happening. And he asked me to tell you that his name is in Haven, Levinar. <laughs> and like, 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 mm. like, I, I like, I like saw, saw him. Right, like, and it wasn't just like the goddamn skull that we just saw growing up. It was like a person, and it was huge and it was fucking scary. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. I you're believe you're too trusting of a person. I'm telling you the truth, but you're too trusting of a person. I want you to know that. Also, one of my faults. True, true. I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I'm I'm a little hurt, you know. I figured if anybody, you know, me, not you, would get this information first. But you know, you know, I'll try and I'll, I I will, you know, we'll, I'll, you know, I'll, we'll, I'll figure it out eventually, you know. But I just I just need a minute is what I'm gonna say. I don't yet. Yeah. I mean, P -P Patrice. Like I, I had, I had this interaction, and the only other person who mentioned was you. You came up, you know. So, so you're saying that you talked heart, about me? I suppose. Like, you talked about me. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, well, Patrice, he, he mentioned you. <laughs> was it good stuff? I mean, it was mostly to tell you about what his actual name was. Uh, but but you 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 came up, so there's that. You what, know what did he, did did I did I receive and did did he have any verbal praise for me? Oh boy, <clears throat> maybe I, something I mean, validating. I mean, I mean, he 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 knows who you are. Morgan, be sure to tell me when I walk through the door again. <laughs> I'm waiting for something good. Yeah. So, so there's there's that, right? Like like he definitely knows who you are. Um so you know, I think I think if you if you're like I, I like I so I he knows who I am, but he like is willing to confide in you. Okay. That just you know, that just makes me feel so good. <laughs> right there. I'm sorry. Uh, who are we talking about? 
in my mind, uh, uh, SOA is laying back, like, like just, just like completely, just smug and happy. And Patrice is like, like has a sandwich in his hand, and he's like shaking it around. There's like cucumbers <laughs> like, falling out of it. The bro. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's getting, he's getting all sorts of goo in his hair. Oh, he's so completely he's overreacting. So <laughs> oh yeah, he's so jealous right Even now. Even though. He's talked. He's talked to him tw- at least twice that I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> so when Skeld walks in, all he hears is, "Well, yeah, but he confides in you, right?" <laughs> and it just makes me feel so good, or whatever. And Skeld is like, "Patrice, I tell you everything." <laughs> <laughs> if I've told Sway anything that I haven't told you, it was maybe one or two things, and. They were probably about you anyways. Scal doesn't tell me anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're very, you're very important to me, Scal. Very important to me. I know. I know, buddy. Yeah. Let's just, let's leave it at that. As I, as I sit back and I, I, I down the rest of my coffee and I burn the roof of my mouth. I'm like, let's get, I'm okay. How do we, how, how does this bag thing work? I want to, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, I figured I'd eat lunch before we leave. And I sit down and start building myself a sandwich. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. Please continue your conversation. You 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 notice like flames start to tickle his fingers. He's not doing it on purpose, but you can see like like there's 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 a there's a tension in his in his arms and in his face, uh, an intensity that's only usually there when when terrible things are flying from his hands at enemies is there like a liquor station somewhere in this room morgan Un- unfortunately not hmm. uh so skeld walks over picks up the hookah packs it up walks over and sits down next to patrice stokes the uh, the bowl a bit takes a nice big rip uh you want me to roll patrice's hand to, yeah. to, to like light the hookah <laughs> no, you just described it too perfectly. Let it it's good. The residual flames on his fingers to light the hookah. And I'm gonna blow some smoke rings and shoot, you know, darts of smoke through the center of the, the rings. I can roll performance if you want. There you go. Yep, right. that one's a performance. That's gonna be a sixteen. Oh yeah, they're they're wonderful little rings. Um there it's it's almost to the point of gandalf nice up the ship right yeah, yeah. beautiful little rings yeah, actually they, rings. So, so bilbo right yeah yeah i'm basically making bullseyes and then shooting little arrows of of smoke through the centers of the bullseyes and then i hand the hose to patrice and i'm like why don't you just hit this for a second while i eat my lunch <laughs> and then we'll get the hell out of here Patrice, is, as soon as I figure out how I'm supposed to talk to him again, I will I will tell him to talk to you. <laughs> okay, you know, you know, I, 
guess not. I mean, I mean, I'm in uncharted territory here. I thought you were crazy. I didn't think it was real. I thought I was hearing voices in my head. It like like it you gets were right. More you normal. Get that, right? Did you just say I, I was right? <laughs> <laughs> that you you notice like when he says the words you were right like my shoulders drop my my continence evens and i just you know that's really nice to hear um i i apologize for for getting worked up needlessly um and what do you call this skeld hookah all right. Do I do I put do I breathe into it or do I breathe out of it? Like, what, how does it work? Breathe it into your lungs. A little bit or a lot bit. Uh, halfway between the two. Okay. Roll a Constitution save for me. Please. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so many times I almost did hookah, and I get yeah. this picture. This is me oh, right, yeah. here, right here. That's a fifteen. So you have a slight cough <laughs> as you, this is really like you've, I think you've been around tobacco or everything, but like there's a, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of some sort of spicy thing to it. That is a little bit different for the sailors here. It's not a big deal. It gives a little bit of a relaxing, warm sensation. It is slightly narcotic, but for you who have never imbibed in it, it it's a little bit heavier of a feeling. So you are instantly calmed and you are no longer, uh, as mad at, um, SOA as you were. Uh, Jealous. Is there, any, is, Jealous. Any, is there any bacon at this sandwich station? Nope. It's just like cuc- like light, like British cucumber right. sandwiches. Right? right. So like I walk over and I plop uh, a cucumber sandwich down in front of Patrice with all of his favorite <laughs> rabbit food on it. And I've got one of my own and I start eating and I slap him on the back and I'm like, heat up, buddy. This shit's free. (laughs) (laughs) So um, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about? For me, I'm done. It's fun. That was awesome. That was so much fun. So you guys finish eating and it is, it is quite lovely. So for those of you who want the coffee, it's strong. Like think Turkish coffee. The tea, the tea is very much of a Darjeeling if it's there, if you want it, it's lovely. It's wonderful. Uh, and then um, Fadma comes in like somehow they're t- her timing's impeccable. Like you're finishing up and everything. She says, are you ready? Sure. Am. And she points to a window and says, if you wouldn't mind looking that way. I and just then, kind of like have a shit eating grin <laughs> and turn and look at the window. <laughs> Start lighting then, myself a cigar. Yep. <laughs> The uh, the sack returns, and then as almost as quickly as the as the last time, but this time the, the it's removed from your head, and there are three um, of um, no novalites. We'll call them. They are definitely the least. Uh, their their clothing is the plainest of of everyone's that you've seen, and the center one looks to the three and says, "Return home." The three of you are all welcome to enter a convocation house from now on. Conduct yourself in the way that you have done previously. 
And with that, that's where we'll leave off. And we will pick up next session with the nine brothers. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Campaigns and Concoctions. Uh, if, as always, thank you for joining us on this adventure of, of cooperative storytelling. If you want to engage with us uh, in real time, hit us up on the link in the thingamajig below in the description. Um, there you will find a link to our Discord. You will find a link to the Instagram, to all the great things. Um, please uh, like, subscribe wherever you wherever you can. Um, tell us what you think. Uh, please join us. We really enjoy hearing from all of you. We've had some really cool minis posted in the Discord re recently. Super uh, cool. We have some super talented followers out there, and we'd love yeah. to hear what you have to think. And we are starting to get away from just like D and D stuff. We've been talking about Vampire the Masquerade. Um, a lot of us are 40k fans, so if you want to talk about that, we'd love to talk to about you. Um, before also, we go. Cavill, executive producing and starring in a Warhammer 40k. So awesome. Uh, before we go, does anyone remember anything that they want to share before we bounce? No? All right. With that being said, we'll see you all next time. And until next time, drink well. Drink well. Drink well. Drink well.